What's up? What's up? Yeah. Miles Hyde Pod. Welcome to episode five. I'm happy to be here, man. As always, I'm glad that you're tuning in. Wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening. Just be sure to follow. So you can stay up to date with every new episode of the Miles High Pod. Hope you guys had a good day, good week, good month so far. Hope you're staying productive, staying safe, most of all. And welcome. Well, you know, at the Miles High Pod, we want to entertain educate and elevate you miles high above your fears doubts and any limitations you may think exist that's what we're about over here that's what i'm about today's going to be a pretty cool part a little deep but pretty cool nonetheless so let's go on ahead and get it started So I hope everyone is good. Uh, I'm good. I'm doing good. Hope everyone is uh, getting prepared for summer. I don't know how you guys are experiencing the weather right now, but out here in the Bahamas, it is hot. I hope you, wherever you are, you're getting a little bit of sunshine yourself. Uh, it's going to be a hot summer for sure. <laughs> I'm not really a summer guy. I don't like hot weather like that. I'm much rather the cooler winter, well, not maybe winter, but springish weather. You know, I, I like the cool breeze, but I like the sun out, but I don't like it to be blazing hot. This summer is definitely going to be hot in the Bahamas. But I'm not complaining, though. You know, we are alive to see another day. So that's always good, man. So. What I want to do in this part today, man, I want to talk about uh, uh, just some social issues that are going on in in the U.S., but I mean, you know, I think we experience uh, these types of things in some aspect, you know, in all of the countries that we all live in. Uh, you know, we all in 2020 got to experience the the whole George Floyd situation and, you know, God bless him and his family. Um, you know, I thank God that, uh, you know, justice was served. Um, but it's not enough, man. You know, after uh, the uh, verdict was read, man, the same, less than 24 hours afterwards, you know, there were quite a number of um, other incidences that happened. And however you feel about those incidences, I know we... We all have our own uh, personal feelings towards whether, you know, they were justified or, um, you know, it was necessary or, you know, the way that things happened could have been avoided. And I hear all of that and I agree with all of that. But at the heart of it all, man, we have a, we, there's a human problem that we're experiencing in the world. Like, and this is, you know, this, uh, this isn't anything new, you know, with this r- racism and, and, and prejudice has been around, you know, for over 2,000 years. Um, 
it's, it's just a part of, of human nature in a sense. You know, there's always this um, segment of the population is going to feel that they're better than or greater than or should be better than or greater than. You know, so there's something that's been passed down to, you know, to us traditionally, through culture, through families, through uh, education, you know, and, and it's, a, it's, it's a real problem. And it's getting to the point where, um, you know, it's, it's affecting uh, our day-to-day lives, right? Whether that's, you know, your business or your family members where, you know, our, fam- our family members are becoming victims, um, I mean, and, and you know, that's is that that's not the, the the new thing that that's happening. You know, I think just right now, it's everything just being recorded. Everything is is uh, is going viral, and you know, and just seeing all these experiences could be traumatic for a lot of folks, especially you know the younger generation. I remember when the whole George Floyd thing happened. I, I had a few conversations with a couple of my boys who have kids, and you know, they was explaining to me that they had to explain what was going on with the kids because it was everywhere, right? Like, it was all over the news. It was on everyone's uh, social media platforms. So, you know, th- that was a real conversation, especially because everyone was locked down at the time, so you really couldn't go anywhere. So you were kind of forced to somehow, you know, you're, you you were going to see it at some point. Uh, and, and, you know, that was a, a tough conversation because some of them had, had young kids, Um and in thinking throughout this whole, uh, all of these or all of these incidences, uh, you know, I remembered, uh, you know, that racism and prejudice isn't a new thing. You know, I, back in the Bible days, you know, Peter was a was a racist. Peter, Peter, I'm talking about Saint Peter. You know, one of uh, Jesus' disciples. Uh, I guess the main guy, if you want to call him that. You know, he. He was racist, man. Peter was a Jew, and you know, Jews and Gentiles didn't didn't mix back in those days. And Peter, uh, you know, was ministering in a in a town, and he was fellowshipping with some Gentiles. And some of his friends came up from from Jerusalem, his Jewish friends, and they they frowned upon that man. Like, man, what are you doing? Like, how can you hang with these? <laughs> He's these lesser than people, you know. You know we're better than them. And um, Peter sided with his friends. You know he, you know, just like how he denied Jesus. You know, ironically enough, he denied, you know, human beings, the Gentiles. And you know, Paul, uh, Apostle Paul, uh, met up with Peter uh, sometime after and uh, really chastised him for it. And you know, I remember uh, when I, my, my dad did a, a, a talk on on that, and it was just so surprising to me. I mean, like, you read these things uh, in the Bible, like, growing up, but it doesn't really uh, hit home until, like, it hits home, right? So you, you hear all these things, you see all these stories, but there are certain parts of it that, doesn't register until like you're going through or you you're you know you're mature enough to understand certain situations and you realize like man wait this this isn't a new situation this isn't a new incident um actually what i want to do i want to play um 
a little excerpt from uh, one of my dad's uh, speeches that he did. He was doing his talk on uh, exactly like, you know, we were, we were discussing racism and, and prejudice. And he was reminding the audience of, you know, just because you're saved and born again. And, you know, Peter was one of Jesus's disciples. Like you can't get any closer to God than 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 Peter. And I'm talking like just physically like being being around him. You know all of the all of the all of those years and learning from him and him being, you know, your master teacher and whatnot, and to still, you know, end up being prejudiced and and having a sense of racism towards a certain group of people, like it is amazing to me, right? And it, you know, it just shows us that man, if 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 Peter, if it, if it happens to Peter, then you know we shouldn't be surprised, right? Because we're not perfect. I mean, all of us have our prejudices i'm sure um i I would hope you know a lot of us aren't aren't racist but i mean you know i'm sure a lot of us are racist maybe we know it maybe we don't um but it's a part of the world that we live in and it's a part of our history it's it's a part of it's a part of what we have grown and developed through over the years as countries as, as as nations as uh as individuals as neighborhoods you know, we've grown like this as families. All of this has been kind of passed down from generation to generation, right? And, you know, it's going to take a lot more than just some kumbaya moment to really get rid of what's going on. So I, I, let's just play this, uh, let's play this excerpt and let's have a little discussion afterwards. You know, sometimes we think because a person is born again, they're not racist. Or because somebody is from the Holy Spirit, they're not prejudiced. But being born again doesn't change your corrupt thinking. There has to be a process. And sometimes it has to be an intervention by God. As a matter of fact, racism and prejudice are so deeply embedded in our spirit that most of the time we need a miracle to break it. And that's what God had to do. He had to interfere with Peter's uh, attitude, his upbringing, his culture, in order to set him free from his attitude towards certain groups of people. In the next chapter, you'll find that some of Peter's friends came from Jerusalem when they heard that something had happened here. And uh, they were very much against what Peter was doing with the Gentiles. And Peter, of course, tried to side with them and wanted to actually hide and not mix with the Gentiles again because he was influenced by his friends. But here's the problem. Uh, you remember that uh, Paul, the apostle, came to the city and rebuked Peter and said, how can you do that? How can you claim to love these people and yet still hate them at the same time? And Peter was rebuked by Paul, and Peter submitted to Paul's rebuke, and Peter became uh, open and delivered from that spirit. God has no favoritism. God don't like Jews better than Gentiles or white better than black or Indian better than Chinese or whatever. God is a God of humanity. And there's only one race on earth. It's the human race. Anything beyond that is satanic. God destroyed racism. He canceled prejudice. He got rid of the spirit of segregation by breaking the power that was over Peter. And who would think that the man that was left in charge of the church was racist and prejudiced? I hope that you will understand that even though you may be worshiping God and loving him and having a great love for his work, you may also be suffering from some problems 
that have been mentally, psychologically embedded in you. Ask the Lord to clean whatever else is left inside of you. Uh, all of you know me from all the work I've been doing. And I go to every church. I go to every type of people. I've been to over 100 countries. And to me, you're beautiful humans. That's all. And you remind me of the image of Christ. And that's what I have in my heart. And that's why so many of you have come from all over the world to be with me. Because you know, you feel my, my heart and my love, my genuineness toward you. And I hope you have that same spirit. And say, Lord, your kingdom is for one people, and that is humans. Give me a love for everybody. Give me a love for everybody. We're all just beautiful humans, right? We come from different parts of the world. We speak different languages. We, we look different. We dress different. We have different cultures. But... Fundamentally, we're just all human beings, man, and and you know that's that's what I reduce everyone to. We're all humans first, um, you know. And I, I I have a lot of people like coming, like messaging me or you know online and, and on social all the, on all these social media platforms. Uh, like if I post something or you know post an opinion on uh, the things that are taking place and a, and a lot of people say like man you're you're uh, you're feeding into the lies and the negativity that they're spewing and you know what would your dad think and you know p- people say all of these things man and I'm like you know we're all entitled to our opinions you know first of all I don't take any of that person right um I think I'm to the point in my life where I know like you put yourself out there, especially on a, a public platform. You're opening yourself up for criticism, uh, praise, gratitude. You know all of it. So you just can't want the good and not have the bad, right? So I've accepted the fact that if I express an opinion, I'm going to have people that are um, feel a certain type of way about my opinion. But I'm open to having a conversation. Uh, but I'm only going to have a mature conversation. And that's why I wanted to use um, this part to just kind of have that conversation. Um, because this is something that we're, you know, that, that's happening, right? It's happening right before us. Something that we're going to have to deal with. Something that, you know, I hope not, but it's quite possible that my kids are going to have to deal with, you know, at some point. Um, and I, I don't want my... Uh, any of my kids, or any any kid, any child, you know, coming up in the next generations to have to worry about, uh, you know, not being accepted or loved by their community, whether that's white, black, uh, Asian, uh, Mexican, Spanish, you know, wh- wh- whatever community we all uh, call home, you know, we want to be accepted regardless of where we are in the world, regardless of what we're doing. And it it, 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 it it hurts to see that this seems to be like a, a never ending cycle and, and I think what what uh what add what adds fuel to the fire is it's a political game now. And it's always been a bit political in a lot of countries, right? But you know, it's just, it's it's happening in front of our eyes. And I think, you know, we look at the people in, in, in power and, and, and the individuals who are leading or are in leadership positions to make the change, right? But I think 
the change has to start with us. You know, I I don't hate anybody, right? I, I, I don't despise uh, human beings. I, I may despise their actions. I may despise their lifestyle. But I love everyone. You know, I come in a, into contact with persons who lead all kinds of different lifestyles. And I just, you know, I, I'm not going to uh, ignore or shut out someone just because, you know, they may be uh, a homosexual or they may be an atheist or they may be a Muslim or they may be something that I I don't believe in. You know, just I, I think... I actually think it, it, it creates a, for a, a great conversation, you know. I think if we all just fundamentally just had conversations with each other and understand, like, man, why are you so upset? Like, wh- what is it with, you know, the color of my skin or my my sexual orientation or, you know, how I choose to, to, to dress or how I wear my hair? Like, there's so many of these stereotypes that, that that have been created over the years to where we tend to judge people by what we see on the outside and not uh, who they are on the inside. And, uh, you know, I, I truly think that it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a human problem that we have, you know, and this, this issue is going to have to be s- resolved, you know, from a human standpoint. You know, I think we have to take onus on ourselves to to really uh, to be the change we, we want to see in the world. And I know that's easier said than done. And I know, you know, certain demographics uh, and certain segments of the population have experienced a lot more of the negative aspect of things than others. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not really saying to turn the other cheek. Right. I'm just saying we don't want our kids to grow up in the mess that we're seeing now, right? And you know, hate hate isn't something that is uh, that that we're born with as human beings. You know, we're not born hating each other. You know, hate is a learned emotion. It's something that we're taught, or something that we observe and we we experience, and it usually starts in the home, right? So your parents, uh, they react a certain way to you know certain individuals or certain things and the kids see this and they start to uh they start to mimic what what they see their parents doing or what they see their guardian the guardians doing and that's how the cycle continues so to break the cycle you know we i think it's it's a matter of uh really changing the mindsets of the next generation um and I think we're getting there. You know, my dad and I were having a conversation one time. I remember when I initially moved home to uh, work with him. And, you know, at that, at that point, he, his, his, uh, all, the majority of his organizations were around for a minimum of 15 to 20 years at that point, right? So I was coming in, you know, new, new, a new face with fresh ideas. And I was meeting, like, a lot of individuals who are a lot older who had been around for some time and who were used to things being done a certain way and didn't really see a need for change and you know the the changes that I wanted wanted to implement was was met with resistance um and a lot of hesitation and you know people were fearful of you know well if he's coming in he being me 
if, if he's coming in, what's going to happen to my job or, you know, what's going to happen to this department or this organization or this thing that we've been doing? Like, what, what, how is this going to look? And I remember I got so frustrated at a certain point that I um, started to, I, I just was, I told my dad, man, we need to just fire everybody, right? Just get rid of everybody because uh, there's just, there's no, it makes no sense for that. Like I'm not, not like I wasn't being demanding or forceful of saying, Hey, this is what we're doing. I was kind of like just trying to give my suggestions and, you know, be uh, diplomatic and respectful in, in a situation. But it got to a certain point where I just was like, man, this ain't making no sense. So I, I like wrote a, a plan um, to reorganize and restructure a few of the departments. And I remember I had sat down and he he smiled and he was like, "Yeah, let me sit down and me have a conversation with you." And he just went through the went, went through the uh, the 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 process. That's what I was tr- trying to think of. He he went through the whole process of of the newer generation coming into um, an organization or a structure that was established and built by you know the generation prior to them. And he told me two things that always stuck to me, stuck stuck with me. Right, the first was he he was like, man, when you're when you're coming into a situation, uh, w- whether it be you know a, a business or a, a, a team or an organization or you know whatever it is, there are people that are a part of that organization that have been a part of the, of that organization long before you were, who are still there now, and you know the work and and the sacrifices that they put in got the organization to where to where it is today so you would it it would be disrespectful of of me or someone like me coming in and just wanting to like blow everything up right and and change everything and you know first thing he was like man you you need to respect everyone that's here you know be respectful and 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 just try to learn them and, and try to understand like okay why is it that we do things uh, a certain way. I may not agree with it, but let me understand. Let me first understand why. You know, why do we do it this way? And you know, in in humbling myself to gain that understanding, you get a better sense of. Oh, okay. So I, it, it it's really not. You know, the I I may have thought that things that were being done because of like one individual, but it could have been, you know, a, a department. It could have been decisions that were made prior to me coming. That you know, and it, it's just a whole lot of things that you start to unravel once you take the time out to really understand individuals. Um, so that's that's what I started to do. I, I took a step back. I didn't. I, I, I stopped wanting to implement uh, a lot of things, and I really took time to just really understand and really speak to and talk to and and let them explain to me. And them being uh, employees, department heads, you know, managers, supervisors, just having that, that conversation and, and seeing, well, you know, what don't you like? What what do you suggest the changes be, if any? Or if you don't think any changes should be made, then why? Why are you comfortable with it like this? And then, you, you know, you just gain a better understanding of it. Um, so, you know, putting, putting, humbling yourself and, 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 you know, getting a better understanding of the situation that you're in. That's number one. The second thing that he told me that stuck with me, and I think this was the, the most important thing, and I think about this, you know, quite often. And, you know, it, it, he took me back to, um, in the Bible where uh, Moses Moses had led the Israelites 
um, into the wilderness. And, you know, the goal was to take them into the promised land. And, you know, they spent 40 years uh, just wandering in the wilderness. And it wasn't because that's what God wanted. It wasn't because that, that was the plan. It was because the the minds and the hearts of those that generation of, of uh, slaves were so fixated and so hooked to where they came from that they didn't want to change the way that they thought and the, the way that they perceived themselves and, and life and the things around them. Uh, and I think that's, that's, the, that's the major problem, right? You, you have these elder statesmen and these older individuals who are in these leadership positions and they're so, so uh, grounded in their ways that that you know when you talk about change uh, they fear being uh, forgotten they fear being uh thrown away or thrown to the wayside you know out of a job out of an income so there's this self preservation thing that kicks in and you know they do everything that they need to do to uh protect themselves and their well-being right and what god did was he waited until the, their kids came along and grew up, and that's the generation of of, of the Israelites that went into uh, the Promised Land, that went into Canaan. And he told me that, and I was, and you know, sometimes you have to you have to wait an entire generation to see change happen, and that's hard, right? That's that's not a difficult thing. Can you imagine just wandering around in the wilderness for forty years? You know, just sleeping in tents, you know, and, and granted, you know, a lot of things were being provided for them, right? They didn't, they didn't have to worry about food. They didn't have to worry about clothing. Uh, they didn't have to worry about anything. You know, God really looked out for them, but even that wasn't enough. Uh, you know, they still found things to complain about. And, you know, one or two times God got so upset that he was ready to just kill everybody. And, you know, that's another thing, like you... People say, you know, with all of these protests and riots that are happening, like they're uncalled for and like, you know, they um, shouldn't happen. Now, I'm not saying that I agree with, with, you know, the destruction and the negative aspect of, you know, what the riots bring. But as, a, as, 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 as protest should be, you know, that's a part of it. Um, and I think that just speaks to the frustration that people are feeling. Um, you know, you got folks who've, who've lost family members, who've lost loved ones to senseless violence, you know, and if, if the leaders aren't doing anything about it, then what else are the people supposed to do, right? And if, if God himself was getting so frustrated that he just wanted to do away with, you know, this, this, this generation of people, and Moses himself had to tell God, like, you know, that's that's don't that's calm down don't don't get upset you know let's just let's just wait for their offspring so if god gets frustrated i mean imagine us as human beings right how, how are we to feel so i think you know we you know change change is you know change is going to happen um I'm, I'm i'm hopeful of it and you know even if i don't see it and you know you we look back you know 40 50 60 years ago where you know you had individuals like Martin Luther King and, and Malcolm X who were going through the same process, right? Trying to get change to happen, trying to create uh, a movement within the culture of um, this, 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 uh, 
this race war that, you know, we've been going through over the years. Um, and, you know, they succumbed or they were killed in the process or they were killed believing in what they believed in. And, you know, there were others that came and followed them. And, you know, we've, we've come, you know, further along. We may not be where we want to be. I mean, we definitely aren't where we want to be as, as a people, right. Or as a human race. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I feel, I feel that, you know, there's, there's some change that has happened, man. I don't think we could deny that. And I think, as communities, and when I say communities, I'm talking about as the black community, as, as the white community, as the Asian community, the Spanish community, um, all these different uh, ethnicities that we represent as, as a human race. You know, we, we have to start taking onus uh, in ourselves and in our own communities, right? And, and where we're taking responsibility um, for our portion of whatever is going on. Uh, we don't want to continue to cycle. We, we, we don't want things to continue to happen. And, uh, and I think it really starts with, with us and our home and what we can teach our kids and how we can raise our kids to to just not hate, right? Just just love people, man. Love, love, reduce everyone to human beings. I think that's, that's, that's what we need to start doing. And that'll be difficult, of course, because, you know, we have people that aren't going to think and feel the way that we're feeling. So in, in that in that instance, you just have to be smart and, and try to be as wise as you can uh, in every situation. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I think a focus on, you know, starting the change with us. Now, is it going to be easy? Of course not. You know, I find myself getting, you know, hella upset when... You know, certain things, uh, when I see certain things unfold the way they are unfolding and, you know, these laws that they're putting into place, which seems to be, you know, just just extending this systemic um, suppression or oppression that, you know, has been experienced for, for so many years. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I think that um, we're, we're going to have to be the one to continue to inspire and, con- and continue to teach our kids uh, our loved ones our friends to keep having these conversations and uh, you know like I say hopefully at some point we, we'll, we'll actually see the complete change that that we're uh, that we're hoping for um, it's definitely not going to be easy unfortunately you know it's going to continue in this way uh, for quite some time um, but we have to stay digital diligent we have to stay um try to be as positive as possible um and again it's not going to be easy uh, you know the, the the depending on the country that you're in like we don't experience racism like it's experienced in the in the u.s between like the black community and the white community but there is a sense of prejudice here in the bahamas 100 percent, and i'm sure it's the same way around the world you may not experience racism in like you know black and white or you know from ethnicity to ethnicity but that may be you know capitalism that, that may be social racism that there may be all of these other prejudices that exist that still divide us as as a human race um and, you know i think we should all just be hoping and wanting to just love each other man and live in 
live in live in peace. And I know that sounds cliche, right? And it sounds almost impossible, but I think it's something that we we could and that we should all strive for. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll we'll see we'll see how things turned out. Um, I just wanted to touch this uh, to touch this 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 topic uh, just a bit. Um, just to express myself, you know, because it's, it's been a lot, and it still is a lot. Even you know, today, well, yesterday or this week, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it just seems as if it's it's a never-ending cycle, right? All these incidences that are occurring all over the U.S., you know, and, they, and even the incidents that, that occurred in Nigeria last year and um, other parts of Africa, you know, there. Are, other incidences and, you know, the, the incidents in, in Lebanon, um, you know, there's all of these th- things that happen that, you know, there's a segment of the population that just are left hopeless, right? And they aren't being uh, taken care of um, as they should by the leaders that are in place. Um, and I think it's going to take generations uh, like ours and the ones after mine uh, that that you know lead, leaders are going to have to you know stand up and and be at the forefront of these fights um, and you know just doing what what we know is right what we know needs to happen for change to to be uh, to be realized. Um, but it's going to take some time for sure. Um, and I just want to spread the word of love um, and just meeting people where they are. You know, um, as upset as we may be, as frustrating as it gets, uh, as hard as it may be, you know, to do sometimes, I think we got to lead with love. Uh, so yeah, I'm, 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 I don't want to run on too much about it. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about on this uh, on this pod. Let, let me know how you feel. You know, send some comments. Uh, uh, you know, just if you agree, tell me. Agree if you don't. You know, tell me why, and you know, let's just let's start a conversation. How about that? I think that'll be I think that'll be good. Uh, so now we've reached the segment of the show where you know, we're going to hit on this milestone now. So the milestone for today, you know, essentially it just feeds off what I've been discussing, and. You know, today this episode, this this episode's milestone is simply be the change that you want to see in the world today. It starts with us. I want to remind you to continue to reduce everyone to a human first. Meet everyone where they are, and I think we'll definitely see the change started to happen. But it definitely starts with us. Starts with us as individuals. Starts with us as parents. Starts with us as brothers, as sisters, as managers, as supervisors. It starts with us. And we have to put the responsibility on ourselves to ensure that we're Raising up a next generation that isn't going to continue the cycle. Raising up a next generation that are going to love everyone regardless of race, regardless of sexual orientation, 
regardless of gender, regardless of anything that you that makes you, let's say, uncomfortable that that you don't agree with. At the end of the day, we're all human beings, man. And you'd be surprised what acceptance does. Let's just accept everyone for the choices they make, whether we agree with them or not. I'm not saying agree with the lifestyle. I'm not saying agree with uh, the choices even. I'm just saying accept it. And that's just how to start the conversation there. All right. So you guys stay up. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Miles High Pod. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.